You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, Mark Hatmaker here, coming to you from the Sharia. Today we're going to talk about a little bit about old school conditioning. We're going to be talking about stabilizing muscle, in particular the stabilizing muscle of the trunk, aka the torso, the core, hey, the whole center of the body. The limbs are merely that. They're limbs uh, that which are attached to this whole tree trunk of the of the human body, right? So again, stabilizing muscle is foundational muscle. Now, old school thought, but I'm talking about the old school boxers, wrestlers, combination men, physical culturists, pre-1900, uh, and you know, bleeding over there a little bit after that. The old school thought sees the underlying, often hidden musculature as the foundation upon which prime mover strength is built. When we say prime movers, of course, we're talking about all the sexy show stuff. We're talking about the biceps, the, che- uh, the pecs, uh, huge back, yeah, and on and on and on. These things are great, of course. But new school thought often bypasses the stabilizers altogether or treats them as occasional peripherals, you know, fill in the holes in some days or more often as painful necessities if when rehab and physical therapy dictates. You know, once the injury comes along, then it's like, oh, you a weakness here and we need to go back in and fix this irregularity. Old school thought sees foundational, aka stabilizing muscle as being, hey, it's prehab. It's, it's, the, it's doing what needs to be done before the injury, preventing injury. Now, again, stabilizers are often given that pass as they're not the sexy show muscles uh, with aesthetic appeal, but scrupulous attention applied to the training in the stabilizers, this sets the ground floor for the aesthetic values we all gratefully accept as they arrive in and of themselves. Strong stabilizers mean the prime moving strength comes on much, much easier. So when we're working on actual abdominal work, actual back work, chest work, you know, thigh, hip, biceps, triceps, shoulders, the if the stabilizers are there, this is made easier. The strength gains move up as well as the aesthetic gains. So you got to have the stabilizing uh, foundational muscles first and foremost. Now, with that said, diligent training of the stabilizers often speeds this progress to the prime mover strength and the aesthetic improvement with far more rapidity than merely skipping this level and trying to jump to the emphasis on the prime mover muscles and aesthetic work. So stabilizing muscle provides injury prevention insurance. Stabilizing muscle also provides a bit of rehab for pre-existing injuries, and we're trying to make sure we don't re-injure those areas. If you're, you're like me, you've been boxing and wrestling for decades, there's, there's plenty of damage that has been wrought. And now, this also stabilizing muscle will set the foundation for prime mover strength to be built upon, and also stabilizing muscle will speed your progress to the aesthetic gains. All right? so that's a pretty good foundation right there. Now, there are three areas of focus for stabilizing work, according to the old timers, all right? So stabilizing muscle doesn't mean every single muscular t- uh, muscle set, every single limb has to have a stabilizing aspect to it. No, those will come in and of itself. But according to the old school thought, the stabilizing areas uh, are a trinity. It's the shoulders, the hips, and the catch-all area called the trunk. And it makes sense because we're talking really complex, uh, multi-planal use of uh, joint. we get got the ball and socket joints of the hips and the shoulders. These need scrupulous attention. And of course, then of the, uh, the trunk in and of itself. We've got all the twisting lateral uh, motions, all any which way you can, willy-nilly, uh, with the spine. So we must stabilize these primary areas. Everything else that involved with the body, you pretty much uh, you know, a linear plane to play with. 
Now, the stabilizers of the trunk include the aesthetically desired rectus abdominis and other sought-for beach muscle, but also the mighty important spinal erectors, the psoas, and myriad other often bypassed stabilizers treated as afterthoughts, in most cases, no thoughts. Now, uh, when you're working st uh, stabilizing muscle, you're going to counter a good deal of ab work uh, in, in the stabilizing trunk volume, as the uh, abdominals, of course, do provide one aspect of giving some stability to the spine. And the aesthetics will indeed improve as the overall conditioning improves, but it's not the primary ab work of the Prime Mover program. You know, in Unleaded, we will have an entire volume devoted to the Prime Mover uh, uh, work of the abs. We'll add the aesthetic appeal. But first and foremost, I got to say, you got to have this underlying program of the stabilizing going on for this to make sense. Now, much ado about the hardcore core work will be devoted in that volume. But again, until the stabilizers are up to snuff, there's no need to jump to that material. We must build wisely and pragmatically, as the old-timers suggest. Now, let's make sure we're clear on this. We're not just talking aesthetic values, of course. We want practical values here. Trunk stabilization to combination fighters and tactical survivalists. This goes, it should go without saying, but strikes are core-fueled first and foremost. The appendages, our, our arms, our, our legs, our feet, our kicks, our elbows, our knees, our head busts, these appendages are merely the crackers at the dramatic end of the centrifugal whip that is the strike itself. So everything is really fueled from this core, this trunk position. Grappling, of course, requires strength and stabilizing at directed force and unusual angles and oftentimes against one's will in angles of movement planes that go far beyond the regulated planes of exercise. And if you've grappled before, we know that, uh, yeah, you've got to do some unusual tor torquing and twisting uh, to, to get to where you want to go. While at the same time, you've got a living, breathing beast uh, right there at your fingertips who's trying to do the same thing to you. And you've got to be able to stabilize against the forces that are being directed at you. Uh, also, in just the everyday life, of you, if you swing an axe, you got to clear debris from a flooded road. Uh, a road, you got to hand a child down from one burning floor to another, and on and on. All these things require stabilization, and all these things will come be uh, fueled and powered by the foundation of the trunk. Trunk stability is key. Now, in the program, we offer an unleaded volume two, which is again sta uh, stabilizing muscle, and we're only working with the trunk. We're offering uh, the program is hugely complex and deep, but it's only one exercise per day. Now, get things started. Even though there's several exercises, we're not talking it's a single exercise repeated every day. You go through a revolving set, one after the other. The program offers the entire trunk stabilizing routine, but these are not to be performed in the, all in the same session. Rather, we are to follow the program in an ABC order, but only hitting again one exercise for the recommended sets and reps per day. For example, let's say today is training day one. I would perform trunk stabilizer one. Tomorrow is day two, so perform number two, and so on and so forth, repeating the loop after the last in the sequence is accomplished. All stabilizing routines will be performed in this one per day manner. Now, as when you would perform your stabilizing muscle uh, routine, it's up to you. But the old timers recommended to perform stabilizing work before prime mover work. They saw stabilizing and foundational work is far more important than the prime mover work. And so you wanted to make sure this, if there's only so many hours in the day, this is what you did. And also, even if you have several hours in the day and you do intend, uh, do intend to go to your prime work, you want to do your stabilizing work first anyway. So in my case, I do stabilizers in the morning and I don't do prime over work for at least two hours after that. And with only one stabilizing exercise per morning, the time factor is negligible and it's easy to get yourself, you know, psyched up for it. So keep in mind, if we're only doing one trunk stabilization exercise per day and the other volumes will drip out if we're running through the stabilization exercise for the hip, uh, stabilization for the shoulders, it really comes down to three stabilizing exercises per morning.
pretty damn easy when you get down to it. It doesn't call for much time, and uh, the, you reap tons of rewards off of it. And again, as I mentioned, the hips and shoulders are considered of up's most value along with the trunk. Now, future volumes will cover that. But again, one exercise from each roster per day has you performing three exercises per morning for a maximum training commitment of approximately five minutes. Now, if we add, uh, we follow this with the unleaded volume one, which is the pliant physique, where we talk about the strength and flexibility mobility component, we're taking our training time in the morning to an approximate 12 minute total. That's both talking flexibility, mobility programs, and with your stabilizing muscle on top of it. Now, many non-athletes can stop right there with no need of our future unleaded volumes, such as the shock packages, the shotgun muscle, or prime mover work. But combat athletes, of course, well, you're going to want to do the whole interlocking shebang. Uh, stabilizing order. Now, the trunk was considered the key of all, and thus uh, we begin our stabilizing journey here. As a matter of fact, if you pursue the entire stabilizing protocol, you will follow the order of the trunk first, then hip stabilizers, and finally the shoulders. Order and sequencing are of paramount importance uh, to the old timers, and also it turns out to be pretty much the case to reap the most reward from the unloaded program. So to be clear, whether you're following this program or not, wisely you want to work from that center of the body out. You're going to want to work the trunk, and then you're going to work uh, your neck stabilizing. It's usually going to be the largest version uh, muscle group, which is going to be in the thighs and hips. Then you're going to work the shoulders. Then we continue on moving from the inward to the outer peripherals. You never want to reverse that and come back in and just think single multi-joint exercises do it. Turns out it's not really the case. Now, you will encounter uh, some things will have standard sets and reps to it. And the protocol to make sure that we're spending just enough time in between because we want to get a full recovery period. And also we're trying to make sure that our, uh, our exercising session is, is quick because we're playing with maximum intensity. Intensity doesn't always mean speed. Keep that in mind. There's a whole lot about cadence when you're working stabilizing. We will use the five breaths protocol. When exercise sets are prescribed, you will rest, quote, between, uh, between sets with five deep controlled breaths. And this was called just breathing down the front. And you will take no more or less than, to, uh, than these five breathing down the front breaths. Now, to breathe down the front, you will simply inhale deeply and with relaxation through the nose, expanding your chest first, then your diaphragm, continue your breath as if you could breathe into your groin area. Then, with the same pace and state of relaxation, you reverse the order and breathe out. Now, if you uh, follow along with the blog or the prior Black Box Project, you're already doing Unleaded, or I think we've even done a, a podcast on it. We're doing all these things with the neutral face, good head position. We're trying to have uh, uh, you know, grace under pressure or face under pressure. We're trying to also do the same thing with the breathing. If we're huffing and puffing, that means we're reaching a little bit further than we need to. Yes, there's going to be places where you will huff and puff, but we will actually do that in the pursuit of our sport. When we're pursuing a stability strength, prime mover strength. We're trying to acculturate ourselves to being able to perform well with grace to make it look easy. Even if it's not easy, because trust me, it's not. We're trying to cultivate that physical, internal, and mental cognitive sense of the ease. It's very important to intertwine all these attributes. Now, as for the program itself, and there's going to be, you'll perform three sets of each rotating stabilizer with reps offered as in the example. Uh, we will offer uh, programs for greenhorns, which are just, you know, beginners uh, to the program. I recommend everyone start there to get a feel for how these exercises go and the unusual ways they, they affect you. Then after uh, a while, you can bump that up to the reps and sets for ranch hands. And of course, there's the hard chargers, those who are above and beyond and want to, to really apply this to their uh, combat conditioning work. As far as describing the exercises, well, no, not everything in the world is free, like Robert uh, uh, Heinlein said, no, no such thing as a free lunch. 
but I urge you to have a look at unleaded volume two and you can get to work on that stabilizing aspect. Now, whether you follow this program or not, I heartily urge you. Now, many of you or some of you are my age. There's a few of you, I, I, I stalwart veterans a little bit older than me, but the age of 56, I might have uh, some years on a few of you, and trust me, the injuries accrue. I've been doing this stuff a long time. I've made lots of mistakes, and I've garnered lots of injuries. And I have to say that what I've done in the past two year, 18 months to two years has been really transformative. It's really, I wish I'd started with this and stayed with this. Uh, this research of the old school stuff has been manna to me, a wonderful blessing. And if you guys give it a shot, uh, I believe you're going to find the same sort of thing. Amazing results with remarkably little time commitment and little effort. You want more information about, of course, go over and take a look at our uh, website, www.extremeselfprotection.com. Anyway, all the best to everybody. Happy New Year. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musings. (laughs) 